got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about the Bitcoin price because as you probably are aware, there was a pretty large breakout on Bitcoin yesterday. It broke about $2,000 to the upside and is currently sitting just shy of 50K. As you can see in the title, I said we are primed for a rally to $53,000 if we can break this level and that level is $50,000. We're going to be showing you some critical resistance in play right now on the Bitcoin charts. I'm going to be showing you why I think that they might be about to break and we might be about to head bullish. And we're also going to dive into some very, very important on-chain data that is telling us that illiquid supply is increasing. What does that mean? That basically just means that whenever people are taking money off of exchange, whenever they're moving, moving them into cold storage, the number of people that are moving cryptocurrency into a cold storage wallet where they're not planning on selling it is massively increasing. And we're also going to talk about jobs and salaries being paid in crypto. Guys, we got a lot of very, very great content to, come, to cover today so that we can prepare you for Christmas and all those conversations you're going to have at the dinner table with your friends and family. I'm super excited to jump into it. If you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can get to 300 likes here in the first five minutes. I am joined, as always, by Mr. T.A. Tam. How are you doing, Tam? I'm doing good. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, excited to get to spend this morning with you guys and discuss. Uh, again, I think there's going to be some disagreements on the show today. I think there's going to be some agreements. Ooh. I think there's going to be a lot of great discussion. So uh, yeah, look forward to the rest of the show. If you guys are tuning in right now or you turn in a little later, uh, you don't want to miss a single second. So always looking forward to some disagreements. Get a little bit of confrontation yeah. in there. Makes it nice and interesting. But I'm joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? I'm doing fantastic, guys. And I just want to take this moment right now um, with my smooth jazz voice to go ahead and uh, <laughs> and I just want to go ahead and I kind of sound like Kelly right now. Is, is funny. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shout out three special members. Woo! I'm going to shout out uh, Christopher McFarlane. Let's go. Alexandria Inacio Let's go. and Neil Melker. You guys are the best. I love you. You guys are awesome. Alexandria Inacio said that he was going to send a resume into our email, so we'll have to see if that's coming in. Kelly, we're joined by you. How are you doing, Kelly? Haven't seen you in a while. Oh, uh, man, I'm doing great. And I just first wanted to say, uh, Tim, I disagree with you. I'm, yeah, you did. Yeah, there always, won't be any I disagree with you. I'm always agreeable. <laughs> I, <okay? laughs> I disagree with you. I don't think there's going to be any disagreements we'll, we'll today. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> We got a lot of great stuff coming up on the show today. A couple of great altcoins. Uh, yeah. These key resistances we're talking about could go one of two ways, up or down. But I, I mean, I'm leaning extremely bullish. So let's Me just too. see how it plays out. Let's get into it. Guys, the on-chain metrics right now are overwhelmingly, resoundingly bullish. Look, and by the way, if you're like, Jeb, you've been saying this for two, three weeks. When are we finally going to break out? You keep saying we're going to break out. I hear you. I literally, I do. I hear you. It's frustrating when we say, hey, yeah, we're going to break out. And then it doesn't happen. I get it. What I need you to understand is that a lot of times when we say, hey, we are bullish and we're laying a foundation. That foundation might take a month or two to be built. And we want to be very clear in our words. So when I say, hey, we're primed for a rally to $53,000, I want you to know that I'm not saying that's going to happen today. I'm saying that that might happen in the next seven days. It might happen in the next 10 days. Frankly, I think it's probably going to happen in the next two or three. And we're going to talk about that. I also do want to mention the altcoins that we're going to be looking at today because you guys love some altcoins. We're going to be looking at Matic here in about five minutes. And then we're also going to be looking at Terra Luna and XRP at the end of the show. You guys are always asking about both of those projects, and we're going to do a snapshot on both of them. But let's go ahead and jump straight into our market watch. We're going to take a look at the top 10, see how everybody is doing right now. Looks like Bitcoin is down 0.12%. 
over the last 24 hours. And that kind of makes sense because we have been more or less trading sideways here on the price action graphs. If you'll remember to yesterday's show, Tim and I both said, and I think Kelly did also, that we were likely going to have a rally up to $49,300. And then we we're probably going to pull back and test $48,000. But we didn't quite pull back to test $48,000. We got within $400 of it. And then we said that we're probably going to bounce and rally. And this movement right here, this one is what we're talking about today. This is what I think might be coming in the next few days. We're going to dive, we're going to dive into all of that. So uh, don't get freaked out that we're trading sideways up here, guys. It's healthy. It is a bull flag. We're going to dive into that in more detail in just a second. But jumping back onto coin market cap, you can see Ethereum is down by just under 1%. You thought uh, and Binance Coin is up by about 0.66%. Tether hasn't moved, obviously. Solana is up 2%. Cardano's up 7%. XRP yes. up 5%. Cardano is doing good, man. I bought some Cardano the other day at $1.21. I'm excited about that. I told you guys that if Cardano dropped down to $1.10, I would buy the heck out of that. But if it also started rallying and broke some um, market structure, then I would be buying that too. So drop a one in chat if you would like to see some Cardano content tomorrow because I've already made two purchases. My average entry price on those is around a dollar and 45 cents. I'm currently at a loss, but that's okay because I think it's going to a dollar. Uh, excuse me. I think it's going to $10. Yeah. Let me ask Tim, but are you looking to buy some Cardano of these? Someone levels? someone called it out in chat and Full I was screen. just thinking it before they said it. Uh, the other day, Jeb, do you remember what price I said I'm looking at to purchase You either Cardano? said 135 or 140 I said 135 Did you? That was the confirmation I'm looking for because anything lower than that could have just been a fake out. It, there's absolutely a chance that it could still be a fake out, but 135 is a lot less likely to be a shakeout than if it had just touched 130. That could have just been a small boost. But now that we're moving up, that 135 is setting a new, like we're changing the trend of setting lower highs, and now we're resetting to setting higher highs, which is a great start. Here's why I disagree with you. You said there was going to be disagreement on stream today. Here's why I disagree with you. And here's why I disagree not only with you, but I also disagree with your train of thought. Go ahead. On my chart, you can see a very important moving average. It's called the 20 daily exponential moving average. It's on the Cardano over US dollar chart. We rallied back on December the 2nd, 13%, and we set new higher highs, and we moved into a short-term uptrend down on the four-hourly chart, and then we dropped in the span of two days 30% because we didn't break through the 20 daily exponential moving average and other market structure hadn't been established. So I'm not looking to buy Cardano expecting an uptrend until I've seen us spend a couple days above this 20 DEMA, and I'd also like to see it go above $1.50 because this is not a confirmed uptrend in my humble opinion. What would you say? I, I love it. My one argument would be I would would disagree and I love it. I, mean, I think some people think Jeb that you and I like have like a problem. I think yesterday I saw a chat was like, are Jeb and Tim? Well you might not have a problem with have, me, but I have a problem with you, Tim. Okay, that, that's news to me. I have a problem anyway, with you. Anyway, I I would argue <laughs> looking at what you just uh referenced, I would I would look at the difference in the significance of the bottoms we found. The bottom we had located, because you you were talking about what we did back on the 9th of November, correct? Uh, no, not 9th of which, November. Which date were you talking about? I was talking about the very end of November. Very end of November. Moving end into of the November. beginning of January. <laughs> beginning of December. Okay. I mean, we bought them at 150 great. and bounced. That works too, because what I was looking at was the 9th of November. We Let's take both of the examples. Look at the floors that were not ever well set versus the floor we just set with a 120 price. The amount of times we tested that floor at 120 and kind of solidified, man, this is the floor. But you look at those other two examples, there really aren't that many tests. There was really no significance to the floors there. Again, I, I think that you know there was a chance back then we could have kept going up, but I like the strength of our floor now, and mm. I think that this spike is different than what we saw in those other two examples, but that's this is the great thing about the show is where everyone is entitled to their own opinion, mm -hmm. and they need to explain why they think that way. So Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but their opinion 
opinion is not entitled. With that said, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to Matic here as it is in the planning document. Let's go ahead and see what Matic is doing over on uh, FTX, I guess is the chart we'll use. Matic right now is in the middle of breaking bullish out of a symmetrical triangle pattern that has been in play for the last six months. And if you guys don't know what Matic is, I'll just go ahead and show you the coin market cap. And by the way, if you guys ever see us talking about an altcoin, you don't know how to find it. If you don't know how to find uh, a market to trade it on, go to coin market cap, type in either the name or the ticker. In this case, Matic is the ticker symbol for Polygon. You can just go ahead and type it in the top right up here in the search bar, and then you can come down here. And if you're looking for a market to trade it on, you can hit markets and you will find all of them. You can see Matic is on Coinbase, Binance, KuCoin, FTX, Huobi Global, Binance US, Kraken, etc., etc., etc. It's currently ranked number 14. It is a major on. It is a major layer two solution. I believe it's built on top of Ethereum. I've never invested in it. I haven't done a lot of research into it. It's not my coin, but it is a coin that a lot of you guys have, and I want to show you some of the technicals. And it is up 10% in the last 24 hours. So I know that you guys are probably pretty excited about it. Drop a one in chat if you are an investor in Matic. As far as the charts are concerned, Matic is in a very interesting position. It is in the middle of breaking out of long-term market structure, breaking to the upside, and it is actually sitting right below an uptrending level of resistance. The interesting thing about the price action graph on Matic right now is that we are seeing it test major, not just flat resistance, but uptrending resistance as the rest of the market is undergoing large corrections. It's sitting at basically all-time high. In fact, I believe it is more or less at all-time high. It's close to it. All-time high on Matic is 276. We're sitting at 260. It is doing remarkably well. And I want to throw this to Kelly. Kelly, do you have anything to say on Matic as far as its fundamentals are concerned? I haven't personally used Polygon, but I know that it is one that is, uh, th this is a very big project with a lot of money locked on it. Well, I know uh, Matic is a it, it, polygon, and I still don't know why they rebranded the name because Matic is such a guy. I love, the, I just love the name. But it's just such a solid layer two solution. It's a a lot faster than Ethereum, and the gas is incredibly. Uh, I don't want to say cheaper, but a lot a lot less expensive. Especially, I, I know a lot of NFT projects are moving to Polygon uh, Matic because uh, it's just not getting bottlenecked with all the you know the the gas uh, the gas fees. But you know, also I'm looking at the chart right now, and I'm seeing it's also pushing pretty far outside of the uh, Bollinger Bands. So although it is, uh, you know, making some really strong bullish moves right now, I would also say, you know, stay vigilant because it very likely yeah. could, could do at least a small pullback to pull back with inside the Bollinger Bands before it continues on upward. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I would say to you guys right now is that you kind of got to be careful about uh, going too far into some of these projects that are at their local highs and even close to all-time high right now because they are just, I mean, brass tax guys. They are outrunning the market and you can only do that for so long, especially when you're a Polygon or you're like an AVAX or something and you're ranked number 14, already worth $20 billion. It's like, okay, how are you going to continue moving when the, the when exactly? So that's that's what I would say on that. Just be careful. You don't want to be buying a top. Yeah. Tim, it looks like you want to say something. Shout, I mean, this last thing about Maddox, shout out to the ability of technical analysis to predict these things. Do you use that peak back on December 8th where uh, we touched yes. the top position line? I do. Do you know what that day was? That was the second Wednesday of the month. What happens on the second Wednesday of the month? I'm gone. Jeb is gone. Yep. That was the show that I hosted. And we did Matic TA. And I told everybody, guys, we are at the top of our resistance. We're extended over the Bollinger Bands. We're going to drop down, look for a price around 180. Sure enough, the candle bodies closed at 180. We had some wicks go Dang. down to 174. Dang. But TA mm. called this perfect. I, I'm mm. not going to say Tim called it perfectly. All Tim did was read the TA. Man. TA called this perfectly. That's solid. Guys. Yeah. 
Make sure you hit a like for that and drop a hashtag TA Tim in chat. I want to see some support. Yeah, go, and if you if you don't trust me, go back and watch December 8th live stream. We talked about Yeah. I think you know, Kelly was two on weeks the show, ago. but Kelly was like listening. So. Well, it would have been exactly two weeks ago. It was yeah. 14 days ago. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, guys, if you want to learn how to do that technical analysis that he's talking about, make sure to check out the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy down below. You will find a link down there to the academy that we have been running for almost four years now, where I teach you guys everything that I know about technical analysis. We have over 5,000 happy students, and I want want you to be one of them if you want to learn how to do technical analysis. With that said, I am going to look for a site with um, some DeFi lock stuff while we're talking about the uh, Super Chats. But let's go ahead and dive into Super Chats if we have any. If not, we can just read some regular chat here for yeah, a second. I, I, I don't think we have any Super Chats just yet. Uh, let's see. I want to find some good ones. People commenting the, that they were there, they, they watched it. So uh, that's awesome. Um, let me see here. I'm going to scroll back and see if there's any good questions. Uh, here's one from Chris Browser saying, good time to buy for XRP and VChain. XRP is one we're going to do a little bit later, but I can take a V chain. I can take a look at V chain here for a second. Yeah, because there's a couple. There's been a couple comments of V chain stuff. Yeah, no, I like. First of all, I like V chain. It's yeah. not. It's one that has been. Uh, it hadn't been on the forefront of my radar in a while, but I was always a big fan of V chain even back in the day. V chain is an OG project, and one of the things I like about V chain is that it's continuing to develop its infrastructure and its backend, even though. Uh, at times, the price could be a little boring. And unlike a lot of those legacy cryptocurrencies that were big three, four years ago, VeChain is actually still performing as far as price is concerned. So I'm actually very excited about that. I don't think VeChain's a bad project. I think it's one of the few altcoins that really survived the 2018 bear market. Not many projects did. If you were in the market back then, Kelly's the one in the room who would remember this. Icon, where is it? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, IOTA, where is it? Uh, NEO, where is it? Formerly AntShares, where is it? You know, all these projects got absolutely whooped in the bear market. VeChain was one of them that took a beating, but it came back because it had good tech. And I want to encourage you to think about that because there is going to be another bear market. It might be in two months, might be in six months, might be in a year, might be in two years. I'm not going to tell you the exact date because I don't know. I don't have a DeLorean. But what I can tell you is that there will be a bear market and you do need to prepare for it. And you do need to realize that probably 80 to 90% of the altcoins that are in the top 100 right now are going to be completely and utter failures come the next bear market. That's why it's important to have a part of your portfolio in large caps, at least in my humble opinion. Do you have any thoughts on that, Tim? Are you what, Tim? You haven't been through a bear market before. What are you expecting at a bear market? Because I've been through one, yeah. so I know what it's like. But a lot of our viewers have never been through a bear market, so they're in your boat. What, so, what, what are you doing to prepare for your the, first? Yeah. The, so the, la, the what I need to go through is the emotional toll of a bear market, right? Because in, in despite the fact that I haven't actually gotten to live through one. Uh, doesn't mean I haven't gone back and looked at markets and read reports from people who went through them. So I've learned a lot about the people who have gone through, but it is one of those things. It's like, you know, you can train a soldier how to go through war and they need to know everything, but until they actually get in front of the bullets, uh, they don't know how their emotions and their everything's going to respond. So that's the last piece of the puzzle. I have a strategy for how I'm going to handle the bear market. I thought a lot about it. I know I'm not going to fud out of things. I know I'm going to be smart and keep my head level, but at the same time, I have no idea how my emotions are going to respond. Yeah. So what I'm very blessed though is to have be surrounded with Jeb and Kelly and T Shroom and others who have gone through bear markets they've been there and that's if I could recommend that to anybody you know find good friends who know and, and lean on them yep. bear market is a great time to lean on somebody who knows mm -hmm. more than you can, can I make a comment I was actually going to send it to you Kelly what do you what yeah do you I think? wanted to say uh, one of the things that I'm also seeing that's, that's going to be very different about this bear market and we always say that it's going to be different well the truth is it always is different every year whether it be uh, 
uh, different year over year or different uh, portion of the cycle. Um, there's different things that are in the underlying fundamentals of the market. There's different uh, institutional involvement, big money players. And much like when you drop a basketball off a ladder or off a roof, it will drop, it'll bounce, and it'll have basically the volatility of that bounce gets smaller and smaller. And going into this bear market, definitely, if it, if it drops and you don't get your exit, all I can say is just hold fast because you bought into this because you believed in it. So continue to believe and just buy the, buy the dip when it gets lower and lower. Um, the other thing I will say is that I do very much believe that this bear market's not going to be as volatile as the last one because there are so many different institutional players that are on the sideline that are waiting because for institutional money, they can't take a loss at all because it messes up the, what it looks like on their uh, profit earnings. Even if it ends up in a, a, even if it ends up in profit three days after it dropped, they can only list the drop. So I think there's, I mean, tens of thousands of institutional investments that's just waiting on the sidelines for the next bear market. So I don't think it's going to drop 85% like a lot of people do, but there still will be a large drop and it will be scary as heck. So just stay prepared and stay vigilant in DCA. And by the way, just so you guys know, we will be here right through that. We're not going to be one of those YouTube channels that disappears on you during the bear market. We didn't do no. that during 2018 and we're not going to do that during the next one. We're going to be here every single day bringing you guys content because we have a mission and a vision and that is going to continue no matter what the price is doing, no matter what happens in the market, you are going to find us right here on YouTube come hell or high water so long as we are physically able and I'm looking forward to it guys we're gonna have a lot of fun and speaking of what we're gonna do we're about to move into a segment on Bitcoin we're gonna come back and read all those super chats we had a bunch of super chats pour in we at did. the very end of the super chat segment we we're did. gonna read all those here in just a minute but of course we do need to jump into our Bitcoin because there is a lot to talk about here guys let's go ahead and jump onto my chart first and foremost I want to bring up a very crucial trading um moving average that I mentioned earlier on ADA, and it is the 20 daily exponential moving average. For any of you guys in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which by the way, if you haven't joined CT2A, you should. You're about to see us do a bunch of very technical, technical analysis, but I'm just, and you want to know how to do that on your own because you're not always going to be able to find a video that's recent of us doing technical analysis on your favorite project. I want to teach you not what to think, not what to think about the markets, but I want to teach you how to think and how to actually look at those markets. I would much rather teach you mindset then give you an entry or a signal. That's why we don't do signals groups, guys. I don't want you leaning on us for trades. I want you being equipped to go and do that on your own because that's where you're going to make your millions is by investing in yourself. I've always believed the best investment you will ever make is one in yourself. It was the best investment I ever made in myself. It's how this YouTube channel happened. If you want to invest in yourself, you can find the link for CT2A down below. With that said, the reason I brought that up is because there's a video in the Academy on the 20 exponential moving average, and I am about to show you why it's so relevant to us today. We are looking at the 20 exponential moving average on the daily chart. So that can be abbreviated as the 20 DEMA. DEMA stands for daily exponential moving average. The 20 DEMA stands for, uh, excuse me, the 20 DEMA is very useful for predict, um, for confirming uptrends and downtrends. So let's just zoom out and look at the last year of price action history here on Bitcoin. When we're in a downtrend here in May, June, and July, every time we rallied, we tested the 20 DEMA and we rejected from it. I'll zoom in just a little bit so you can see a little bit better. Take a look at this guys. Every time we tested it, we rejected. We moved above it a little bit for a little bit because that was a Wyckoff pattern and everything. Then we came back down here and we tested his resistance a grand total of uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times, I would say. On the eighth test of it, we finally broke bullish out of it. 
and notice once we did actually get above this level, that's when the uptrend started. But let's look at that uptrend that started during all the pullbacks here, 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 here. We bounced off of this and used it as support. But guess what? Once we confidently broke bearish below the 20 DEMA, we went into a downtrend. That downtrend ended once we confidently broke bullish above a 20 DEMA. And then that uptrend broke bearish once we confidently broke below the 20 DEMA. I think you see why this is such an important moving average. And it's why I actually hold it as one of my top three favorite indicators, the exponential moving average, but specifically the 20 interval exponential moving average. Why am I bringing it up? On the daily chart right now, it is extremely pertinent to the price we're looking at. I've mentioned this over the last week or so that it is trending to the downside. It's coming down. And we tested it on a candle wick just last night at $49,500. <clears> As you guys saw me mention at the beginning of this stream, when I say in the title we need to break this level and then a $53,000 Bitcoin is on its way, here's exactly what I mean. I want to break this down for you, make it nice and simple so you guys understand what we're going for here. $50,000 is not only one, a mass psychological barrier that the market has to get through for market sentiment to continue to turn bullish. Why? Because it's between zero and $100,000. It's that mid-level. It's a nice, big, even whole number. That $50,000 region is very, very powerful. But you have something that some people would call stacked resistance. I call or stacked resistance. I would call it the convergence of resistance, where two resistances are on top of each other. Not only are we looking at $50,000 as resistance right here, we're also looking at the 20 daily exponential moving average as resistance. That convergence of resistance tells us two things. Number one, it's actually going to be pretty strong resistance, and it's going to be difficult to break through. It might take a few days. But number two, if we do break through it, especially if we break through it with confidence and with volume, then we could have just gotten some of the confirmation that we need to say we're going into a large uptrend. And if that happens, we will update you the moment that it does, because I do think that that uptrend is around the corner. I mean, just take a look at what these markets look like. How long did this uh, secondary downtrend over here last? 62 days. How long did this, let's see if I can, I think tab, no, there we go. Let's see, how long did this uptrend last right here? 47 days. How long did this downtrend last? 24 days. How long did this uptrend last? 44 days. You're about to see where I'm going with this, I promise. How long did this downtrend last? 40 days. We are getting close to the end of what we would expect. It's like anybody who has ever heard of the, Tim, have you ever been to Yellowstone? No, I really want to, though. Did you, you, you know about the super volcano under Yellowstone, yes. right? Yep. It has erupted three times in the last, uh, it's said to have erupted three times in the last two million years. Every, every, about every 600,000 years hasn't erupted in, they say, about 600,000 years. So you're like, okay, well, we must be due for an eruption, right? You know, we're kind of past due. That's what the scientists say about that. That's kind of what we're looking at here on Bitcoin. It's like, okay, well, we normally go into an uptrend for 40 or 50 days. Then we go into a downtrend for 20 or 30 or 40 days. Then we go into an uptrend for a 40 to 60 days. Now we're in a downtrend for 40 days. What gives? We're kind of getting to the point where we should be expecting something. The timing is there, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. Bitcoin is uh, in a position not only in space, price-wise, but also in time that we should be expecting a movement to the upside. So all of that lays the foundation for the technical analysis we're going to do. What is the technical analysis that we're going to do? Well, one of the first things I want to show you are some chart formations. Number one, we have a rounding bottom forming here on Bitcoin, and it also coincides with our falling wedge. You can see this falling wedge right here broke bullish yesterday. That's a good sign. Falling wedges break bullish 70% of the time. That's something else you'll learn in CT2A. Rounding bottoms typically indicate that you are in a period of low volatility where the 
Bears are slowly losing the power to the Bulls because the Bears are not able to find the strength to push the market lower. I hope that made sense. You might have to watch that twice. But that's what a rounding bottom is telling you about the market. So both of those patterns are giving us a reason to believe that we're going to move to the upside. And on top of that, I do just want to harken back to what we saw happen in the last two corrections. We saw falling wedges characterize the downtrends in both of these cases. Back over here, falling wedge broke bullish. Back over here, falling wedge broke bullish. Right now, falling wedge. What should we be doing next? You guessed it. Uh, We're going to break bearish? No, probably not. We're going to break bullish is what I would expect to happen. But of course, we want to substantiate that with technical analysis. I would argue we've done quite a bit of that on this show. But let's go ahead and take a look here at some of our oscillators. The MACD cross has come in. It is remarkably bullish right now. We are seeing quite a bit of bullish exuberance in the space. And let me just show you what happened the last two times that we saw a bullish MACD cross below the zero level. Because there actually is a difference in a MACD cross, uh, a bullish MACD cross below or above the zero level. Remember, MACD is an oscillator. What does that mean? It means that these two lines oscillate around the midline, which the midline is zero. It means it oscillates around a midline or in between a, a minimum and a maximum line. RSI is a good example of the latter. Let's take a look at these two bullish MACD crosses. When do they take place? Right here, two days later, entered an uptrend. Right here, two days later, entered an uptrend. We have not seen an uptrend just come in with explosive movement just yet because I think we're in a bit of a different market climate, market sentiment right now than we were before. But we saw the bullish MACD cross three days ago. And guess what? Ever since then, we've seen upwards movement. When we look at the previous market, if we just go ahead and use this tool right here called Bar Replay, Let's go to three days after the previous bullish MACD cross and just look at that market. This is what the market looked like on October the 2nd. We had just had a bullish MACD cross. We had just had a small little rally right here, and everybody was like, eh, is the market actually going into an uptrend? Are we going to be able to break you know, b- uh, important resistance? Are we going to be able to keep going, or is this just a fluke? And then you play it forward, and then you realize, oh, wait a second. I should have listened to that bullish MACD cross because it's trying to tell me something, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. We have the bullish MACD cross that just came in. And we are looking at a small little uptick. And this is very likely, in my opinion, to be the beginning of something bigger, a movement like this. I've told you guys that I could see it going down to 42 or 43. It's still possible. I don't think that that's what's most likely at this point in time, although it is still in the cards should we need to go down there. Now, we can also look down here and see that the candles are doing very well. There are two candlesticks right here that I want to point out to you. We have this candlestick right here, which is basically a spinning top. This is something in between a hammer and a spinning top. This, uh, to be a hammer, you'd want to see the wick be a little bit lower, and to see the spinning top, uh, you'd want to see these wicks be a little bit more even. So it's somewhere in a weird gray area, but no matter what, both of those candlesticks either signal indecision, which is actually a good thing in a downtrend because it means that you might be moving to the opposite, which is the uptrend, or it could also be a hammer. Let me explain that again um, and make that clear. Whenever you see a spinning top at the top of a trend, a lot of times that can actually be a good thing because think about it. If you throw a ball in the air, there's a point at the top of that arch where it's stopped and it's not moving whatsoever. That's kind of what a spinning top tells you about a market. It's like, okay, we're at the top. Are we going to keep going? Eh, we could break the laws of physics and do that, or we could start going down because you know we have an arc, and that's kind of what we're seeing right now happen. That spinning top does, technically speaking, signal indecision. I actually take it as a good thing because it signals to me that we are leaving confident downtrends, moving into sideways movement, which obviously is the first step towards moving to the upside. So the candle bodies right now are very exciting to me. I also want to mention over here something we haven't talked about in a little while because it hasn't been pertinent in a minute. It's called the VPVR. If you guys don't know, the VPVR stands for the Volume Profile of the Visible Range. I believe we have a video on that in CT2A. Tim, do you remember if we have a video on that in CT2A? On what again? VPVR. 
Yeah, we do. We do. Okay, yeah, I couldn't I remember. Think that was one of the newer ones. That was one of the newer ones. Yeah, we yeah. have a new video on CT2A that was uploaded in the last little while uh, on VPVR, and there is a climax right here, a nice big hill that we are sitting on top of. And part of this was built from all this sideways movement over here, uh, but part of it was also there. The point of this, I'm not going to go into exactly what VPVR is and how it's calculated, but basically it just shows you where the market has done the majority of its trading. You can yeah. see the market has done more trading in this region right here than in you know this region right here, for example. This is basically telling us that we're sitting on a very strong support zone, and if we need to fall below 48K, all right, I mean, we can do that, but we have some support on VPVR here. So that is a very, very good sign. Now, with that said, I do also want to show you guys Market Cipher because Market Cipher is one of those indicators where it's like, okay, yeah, it's interesting, but... Yeah, sometimes you're like, okay, well, it's telling me the same thing seven days in a row. Well, because you're in a downtrend for the same seven days. But when Market Cipher and Lux Algo and some of these other indicators start giving you signals, it's really exciting because these are set up to be predictive tools. And Market Cipher is giving us some very exciting news down here on the daily chart. I really do believe, guys, that we might be at the beginning of something big here. Take a look at this red line right here. This represents something called the money flow. And by the way, if you were enjoying today's technical analysis, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get 1,500 likes here in the next few minutes. We can see that this money flow is starting to curve to the upside. This is the first time we've seen this line, which I'll just go ahead and trace it for you. I know this is a little complicated. This line right here is called the money flow. This uptick right here on the red area is the first time that we've seen an uptick on money flow since the 27th of November, and I wouldn't really call this all that important. We were barely moving. We were more or less trading sideways here, but we just dipped the lowest that we had seen this go in a long time. You can see money flow was down here. You can see money flow was red right there, but we have not been red on money flow for the majority of the last couple of years. This over here happened in 2019. Like This is two years of data, just so you know how far back we're looking. We have, we have seen this drop very, very low. And the fact that it's uptrending tells us that we could be about to be seeing a very major rally. And that's exactly what we're seeing from the rest of it as well. You can see the momentum down here is starting to curve to the upside. We saw four green dots in a row. All of those are just basically bullish signals that momentum shifting in the right direction. And we're also seeing the RSI lines up here trend to the upside and VWAP's trending to the upside. Right now, guys, Mar uh, Market Cipher is in a resoundingly bullish setup, at least in my opinion. But I do want to get um, I do want to get Kelly's opinion because he's been using Market Cipher quite a bit longer than I have. Kelly, what is your take on the current state of the daily chart market cipher? Well, I think it's really starting to set up. It's it's not the 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 full what they call what, a crypto face. The, the the guy that develops a market cipher calls a basic strategy, which is essentially large anchor wave. Then you have subsequent smaller and smaller anchor waves. Uh, or sorry, it's large anchor wave and subsequent smaller and smaller trigger waves, which essentially shows that there's an increase in building and momentum. Uh, in all, if uh, if if you pull it up on your chart, uh, mm -hmm, I have it up. Jeb. You'll, if you can pull up, uh, just show them an example of a large anchor wave and then subsequent yeah. trigger waves. Essentially, it's similar. Like if you're looking at price action and you're trying to uh, draw a support line uh, where a price drops and you have a higher low, higher low, higher low. That's essentially what you're trying to look for on momentum. Meeting with having money flow, uh, basically, a, you can kind of predict based on how far it's arching. Where you want to catch it, where you can see that the the money flow is starting to round and push up bullish back towards the zero line mm -hmm. and you want to catch it somewhere right about where it's going to cross the zero line in correlation with the VWAP also also making a cross showing that there's positive momentum on the price action coming in as well. And then the last, the kicker there would be uh, your RSIs are in a strong position yeah. and then also uh, taking into account the DBSI. Uh, one Which of the, is very bullish right now. I'll show them that. Yeah, the DBSI is incredibly bullish and for those of you that don't know, the DBSI is, uh, I think it's the dual band strength indicator mm -hmm. uh, and that's the numbers on top of 
the top and bottom of the the candlesticks. And essentially, what that does is uh, uh, they I think they they index uh, forty to forty five different indicators to compile this number to take into all account of all the different pressures within the market, the money flow, the RSI's. Uh, I mean, a number of different indicators, and it basically gives you this 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 standard number that shows you what the basically index of the overall overall pressure and direction of that particular candlestick is. And it's really easy to see when you're getting a shift in direction because you can see uh, if you're having strong uh, bearish pressure on the top of the DBSI and that number starts shrinking correlatively with the bullish number on the bottom of candlesticks mm-hmm. start growing, then you you know that there's a shift there's a shift in winds in the market, and you you want to read all these indicators together. And that, that's a great point to also make with all the TA mm-hmm. that we do here on the channel mm-hmm. and all the different indicators that you all use out there. Don't ever take one indicator as, uh, even when we use Lux Algo, for instance, we don't use the buy and sell signal. Even when you use MACD, you don't just trade on a cross. Yep. You want to use a correlation between all these different indicators. And yep. when you get a very strong uh, outweighing one direction or the other, that's when you make your move. Yeah, no, and I think that's one of the strengths of this show. And, and I say this with all humility. I really, I really am saying it with this, but I do think that we have the best cryptocurrency technical analysis show on YouTube. And I think part of the reason for that is one, we teach you what uh, we teach you how to think, not what to think. And number two, we bring you a ton of different technical indicators, so you can look at this market from 25 different angles. Yeah. And if you're seeing the same thing from 25 different angles, then you know what? That might be the thing that is actually going to happen. And right now, all of our technical, on-chain, and fundamental metrics are telling us that we're about to enter a rally. Maybe in the next two days. Maybe in the next week. I can't tell you exactly when. I don't have a DeLorean, like I said earlier, although I did see one on the road a week ago. That, got, that made me very, very happy. But what I can tell you is this. The market is very resoundingly yeah. bullish. You can almost say that some of these indicators are somewhat technical. Well, I think the thing to remember, even while, while you were talking about VPVR, you were showing those signals. This this thought, you know, is not a, a brand new thought. I'm just reminding people. Technical analysis doesn't make the price do anything. Yep. It's not like the price obeys Market Cipher or Luxago or VPVR or formations or patterns. All those things are is giving you information. You know who decides that the price goes up or down? The buyers or the sellers. Technical analysis is about giving you information about the psychology, the patterns, the trends, the history, the knowledge of what other traders are looking at. But ultimately, it's almost like a report. Like you should read technical analysis as a report. I want to make a trade. Let me read the reports. Let me look at the news. Let me go look at the fundamentals. But I don't want to make an ill-informed decision. I I want research thoughts. And technical analysis just gives you a bunch of data to make decisions. Yeah, and one of the things that we teach you guys is the definition of technical analysis. I believe technical analysis is the art not the science. I believe it's the art, not the science of reading charts and indicators to try and come to a conclusion on what the masses are thinking about the market so that we can predict how those masses may trade and how those masses may affect the market. So breaking all that down, we read charts and indicators. I think you got that part. We are doing technical analysis. I believe it's an art, not a science because you can't say with 100% certainty, yeah, the moon's going to rise tomorrow. I can't say that in technical analysis. I can't give you a guarantee. So it's more of an art because you're studying human psychology. Mm -hmm. But the reason that we do technical analysis is not because technical analysis is some kind of mathematical formula. There's mathematical formulas to read it but it's not intrinsically one. It's actually a social thing. Technical analysis is the way that we use math to try and figure out what people are thinking because if we can understand what the majority of traders are thinking, that mass psychology market sentiment side, if we can understand what they're thinking, then we might be able to understand how they trade. And that all hinges on an understanding that the markets move as a result of the buys and sells that people make. That is what technical analysis is. And that is why it's so very powerful because it is a tool to teach you how to understand the psychology of humans. And humans are the ones that move 98% of the movements in this market. 
With that said here, we're going to go ahead and move on to Lux Algo TA because I told you guys yesterday there was a very exciting setup coming in here. But guys, we need to see some more likes on this video. How many likes do we, we have on here, I mean, Tim? It's probably about 700 by the time people actually see this because it's like 697 right now. Okay. But 2,600 people... Uh, that's that's not a great ratio. You we know? can get that up. We can improve that Those ratio are rookie numbers. for sure. Those are rookie numbers. We can do that. Yeah. I'm joking, of course. I very much appreciate <laughs> everybody who has hit the like button. We really, really appreciate you guys. Whenever you hit that like button, it helps to promote the YouTube video in the algorithm for YouTube. So if you think this is content that you are finding valuable, someone else might find it valuable also. So make sure to go and tell 10, your, 10 of your friends because one of them might find this TA life-changing. So make sure to go ahead and share the video if you haven't already. And follow us on our Twitters. Anyway, on the four-hourly chart for Lux Algo, extremely, extremely interesting thing is going on. For the first time in a long time, we are above this line right here, which is called the trend catcher. This is a part of the indicator pack that is Lux Algo. And this indication, uh, this indicator, this line can either be green or it can be red. It is a part of a three-part strategy that I use on Lux Algo to try and find out if we're entering an uptrend or a downtrend. The buy signal right here is another part. And then also this indicator I have at the bottom of my chart called the, uh, the Lux Oscillator is another part. For us to have a confirmed uptrend, a confirmed buy signal, I'm not just looking for buy and sell signals. I say this every single day. I'm going to say it again because people make this mistake all the time on Lux Algo. Lux Algo has like 25 different indicators in it. I don't even show you all of them. Don't just use one of them. Make sure you're using all of them because it's not designed to be used in a vacuum with only the buy and the sell signals. Make sure you go into your Lux Algo, turn on EQ Cloud, which is this thing right here, and turn on uh, Reversal Zones, which are those dudes right there, and then turn on Trend Catcher right there. If we see a buy signal, a green setup on Lux Oscillator, and the trend catcher turn green, then that is when I would say we have a confirmed buy signal. Just so you know, we have not seen a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo since these two back over here. Both of these were flukes. I mean, no indicator is going to be perfect, but generally speaking, using the rest of your TA, you would have been able to invalidate both of these. So honestly, we've been under a strong sell signal this entire time. You can weed out literally all of these buy and sell signals using my strategy, except for these two. And then you would use other technical analysis to weed those out. If you do that, you would have like a 95% certainty on the trends that Lux Algo is giving you. You just have to understand the strategy. Drop a one in chat if you'd like to see a video on that strategy in the future. I would be more than happy to make one because it has been extremely, extremely remarkably helpful for me. Using my strategy, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a buy signal. I'm looking for Lux Oscillator to turn green. Those two things have already taken place. Now I'm looking for this trend catcher to turn green. How does the trend catcher turn green? Well, First and foremost, the market normally needs to be above the trend catcher. So if the trend catcher is kind of pulled up, right now the trend catcher is sitting at $48,800. If Bitcoin breaks above 50K, remember in the title I said if we break above this level, $50,000 is that level. If we break above $50,000, we will almost certainly see trend catcher turn green. If that occurs, that will be the first confirmed uptrend, uh, the first confirmed buy signal on Bitcoin ever since these two over here. Again, I would have weeded these out with technical analysis. I would not weed this one out with technical analysis because I think the rest of the market is confirming this buy signal as well. So pretty much all of my TA, I'm sitting here just kind of waiting to see, is this trend catcher going to turn green? If it does, you are going to hear a lot of bullish words out of my mouth because I think that we're going to go into a strong uptrend. I just want to see that confirmation. By the way, the last time we saw a confirmed uptrend, I'm not going to go through and explain the reasoning why this was the last one. The last time we saw a confirmed buy signal was on this date, October 28th. It has been two months, even on the four hourly chart, since we've seen a confirmed uptrend. And by the way, when that happened, the market went on to rally 13%. The Next time we saw a confirmed signal, which was the sell signal, we went on to drop 33%. When you use the strategy properly, Lux Algo is one of the most accurate technical indicators I've ever witnessed in my entire life. You can use it if you want. The link is down below. Anyway, 
I want to see Bitcoin get above $50,000. If it does, that will likely push the four hourly chart in the right direction. From there, then I'll start looking at the eight hour chart. I'll say, okay, are we going to see a confirmed uptrend on the eight hour chart? We don't have a buy signal down here. Trend catcher still red. I want to see the same thing show up on the eight hour chart after the four hourly chart. After that, I want to see it show up on the 12 hourly chart. I want to see the market getting above these levels. And by the way, you want other reasons to believe that we're bullish. Take a look at the 20 EMA right here. We rejected off of it a bunch. We're breaking bullish above it. And also take a look at the strong sell signal over here. I mean, Lux Algo called this downtrend basically perfectly. And then I want to see it happen on the daily chart. Bitcoin will probably need to go up to I'd say probably $53,000 to $54,000 before we get a confirmed buy signal on the daily chart. Again, Luxalgo called this downtrend perfectly. If we see a buy signal, I am going to put a whole lot of stock in that because the last time we saw a confirmed buy signal on the daily chart, we're discounting this one because we were already under a confirmed buy signal. So this one doesn't count just because it already had taken place. The last two that we saw here and here, just take a look and let's do some historical analysis on what they said. 50% rally followed that one. And then on this one, a 44% rally followed. If we saw the same thing happen at $54,000, $55,000 as a base, let's just say 55 to be conservative, and we rallied 47%, we would rally to $82,000. That's why I put so much stock in Lux Algo, and that's why you hear me talk about it every single day, because once you understand the strategy, mm -hmm. it is a very powerful indicator. With that said, Tim, what have, have you... I know that you've had um, a lot of experience with Lux Algo. You've had different thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on it? And are you reading anything that I'm missing on? It? Yeah, I, I think I gave my thoughts on it yesterday. I think First you did, of all, yeah. you know, by no means am I a Lux Algo expert, but I feel like I'm using it in a very productive way. Uh, I've said this before. Again, I used to, and I preface used to, heavily just look at those buy and sell signals, the strongs, and I tried to think, okay, it's almost like they're telling me when to buy. When, and it almost was like this thought of like, okay, I can kind of be lazy and just trust Lux Algo. That, that's a mistake. If that's what you've been doing, if I would understand if anyone is like, man, Lux Algo is really not even that good, and that was your strategy, I completely understand why you think that way. Yeah. My line of reasoning changed after meeting Sean, after meeting the CEO, and then taking what he said and applying it to the market. I really, really love – there's a lot of great things about Lux Algo, but the things I really love watching is that trend catcher, as Jeb just talked about a lot, and then watching those candlesticks to help inform my opinion. I also don't just use Lux Algo. I use Lux Algo in accordance Absolutely. with the rest of my technical Never analysis. used in a vacuum. My prediction about what Lux Algo is doing is confirming other thoughts that I have. First of all, just so you guys know, I was talking about this a couple weeks ago about how far below that trend catcher we were. Yep. Historically, when we get that far below, we usually see it. an explosive rally. We've now rallied above the trend catcher, which is phenomenal, but you can kind of see the price. We're coming back down. Hence the reason why that trend catcher is not caught turned red yet. We rallied above it. Why didn't that trend catcher turn red? Because I think that it you knows the green? trends. Oh, sorry, that's your, thank you. It didn't turn green because it knows, hey, while we had just a great price rally, there's a little more that needs to happen. What I'm looking for, and I am expecting to happen, based not only off of Lux Algo, but also off of the TA that we've talked about. Wyckoff, accumulation phase, looking at those RSI divergences, look at the MACD, the Bollinger Bands, yada, 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 yada. I think we're gonna bounce somewhere around 48,000, between 47.7 and 48, I said this yesterday, and then we're gonna rally, that trend catcher's gonna turn green, and we're gonna have a rally, uh, I think, 53, we'll hit that 53 that Jeb was talking about, the purpose title. We'll hover there for just a second before we rally back up into the 60s. At that point, I, I am not looking at technical analysis so far out in the future that I know exactly what's going to happen. But my prediction is it's not going to be that long before we get to 60,000. But we do know the stopping points on the way. 
And guys, if you haven't already, you can sign up for Lux Algo down below. We do have an, a, a sponsor with them, and the reason we do is because we believe in the product. We would never promote a product that we don't fully believe in. Believe me, we've been approached by many different people trying to give us a lot of money for things that we didn't believe in, and we turned it down because we want to maintain our integrity, and more importantly, we want to maintain your trust. The reason that we have a partnership with Lux Algo is because even if we didn't make a dime working with them, which by the way, that doesn't go to pad our pockets. It goes to keep the lights on here. You want the show to keep going, it's expensive, so we are very appreciative of our sponsors. We would use Lux Algo even if it was not a um, if it was not a sponsor, and we would show it to you every single day. With that said, let's keep moving here. I have some more on-chain metrics I want to bring to you. One of them comes from Glassnode. This chart right here represents a 30-day moving average of the illiquid supply change of Bitcoin. I'm going to break down what that means for you really, really quickly. Basically, Glassnode even says it over here. It might be off screen for you. They, they say a liquid coins are those sent to an address with little history of spending, generally associated with investor accumulation and bull market buyers. So take a look here at the green. Whenever you see this, this, um, this line right here be green, this means that people are sending money into cold storage. That's essentially in a few words what they're saying. They're saying they're putting it on a ledger and throwing it in a safe and they're going to forget about it for three years and they're going to become millionaires. You know, that's what we're looking at. People are buying Bitcoin and throwing it in a wallet somewhere and saying, ah, I'm going to forget about that and come back in five years and have my retirement account. That's what people are doing right now. Take a look at what's happened in the last six months. The number of people moving Bitcoin, uh, the, the amount of Bitcoin, excuse me, moving into long-term storage has hit 100,000 Bitcoin a month. That is an absurd amount of Bitcoin. Quick maths on that. What is that? I want to say $600 million, $480 million worth of Bitcoin, I think, is what that would cost. every. Is it $480 million or $4.8 billion? Can somebody do the math on that real quick? What is 100,000 Bitcoin? I can't do the math off the top of my head. It'd be, no, that'd be $48 billion. That'd be $48 billion a month, I think. The point is here, people are moving billions and billions and billions of dollars into cold storage instead of what they were doing back during the drop in May and June. Take a look at this. People were moving 175,000 Bitcoin onto exchange every single month during the drop because people thought we were going into a bear market. Remember what I said earlier. I want to be very, very clear on this because this is extremely important. What is technical analysis at its core? It is a mathematical way that we can understand what people are thinking. Because remember, the core tenet of technical analysis relies on the fact that whenever people trade, they move the market. So we need to understand what they're thinking so we can understand how the market's gonna move. How do we figure out what they're thinking? Well, we look at on-chain metrics like this. If people are moving money into crypto, excuse me, if they're moving it into cold storage and taking it off of exchanges, which we've also talked about the net inflows and outflows of exchanges, if people are doing that, then that means they believe that the market is going to continue going up or they wouldn't be hodling it, they would be selling it. That's what happened in May and June. People were putting money onto exchange and selling it because they thought we were going into a bear market. The sentiment is different this time, and that's why we didn't drop as low as we did last time. It's because the sentiment in the market is very bullish. People are hodling. So when I tell you, guys, the next several months on Bitcoin are going to be very bullish, it's stuff like this that encourages me in that. Because yes, the price might not be doing exactly what you want right now. And by the way, it might take two or three months for some of this to catch up and for us to go to $100,000. It may take time. But what I can tell you with a very, very high level of confidence is that it is coming. With that said, let's go ahead and also talk a look, uh, take a look here at a um, little bit of a headline here. I'm actually just going to read the headline here, and then I want to talk to Tim about it. Crypto salaries are becoming a popular way to attract young talent. Tim, 
What are some names that people might know that have taken their salary or payment in crypto lately? Well, what I know is the you know, athletes you're talking about, right? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> well, gosh. Uh, the mayor of New York. Mayor of New York, mayor of my, so those aren't athletes, but athletes, you know, someone even asked the other day in chat, we didn't get to ask Caleb, but like they were, they were asking Caleb, you know, are you going to take a, a salary bonus in uh, Ethereum? The way That's Trevor a good Lawrence question did. if he goes to the NFL. You know, Caleb, I think he responded in chat. He told him, you know, he was going to go after Bitcoin, but we've had several players be taken out. You know, Saquon Barkley, who was a star in college, just kind of dropped out of the NFL, but he is notorious for taking a significant amount of his salary in uh, Bitcoin. Trevor Lawrence is in Ethereum. Tom Brady doesn't take salary, but Trevor, uh, but Tom Brady is heavily involved with crypto. Him and his wife or even getting involved with NFTs. They've been mm-hmm. involved with NFTs. Sorry, excuse me. Um, the, the big news recently was Aaron Rodgers in the uh, you know NFL. Obviously, we still have things like Messi, and, and I'm I'm not as big of a. I, I love watching European football. I don't know all the details, but I know that was huge when Messi was taking salary in crypto. Uh, oh, we could be here for a while. There's a, there's a lot of athletes, and the, the truth there's is that numbers too. I mean, Melania Trump was doing NFTs. Melania we just saw Trump, yesterday yeah. that Gwyneth Paltrow is giving away 500 grand worth of Bitcoin on, Sna- didn't, on Snapchat. Didn't on, uh, oh. Paris Hilton have her whole line of NFTs, I, and she I, was actually yeah. even trying. I think for a while Paris Hilton was trying to educate people about NFTs, which is kind of funny. I don't follow Paris Hilton that much, but that is kind of ironic. I haven't heard that name in the past that she was doing that. But uh, no, there's uh, it, that list is endless. It is growing day it's in crazy. and day out. And by the way, I was it was really funny. Drop a one in chat if you're an OG follower of the channel. If you remember this, drop a a one in chat if you remember the video from like a year and a half ago. It was on June 27th, I think, or July 27th last year of uh, TFW. That feeling when Bitcoin hits ten thousand dollars, and it, we were doing uh, the, all the other kids uh, in uh, in my old set in my bedroom. Drop a one, probably two of you remember that video. In that video that went up a year and a half ago. It, we flashed in the video the market capitalization, $300 billion. That was the total cryptocurrency market capitalization a year and a half ago. Now, there are two separate cryptocurrencies worth more than $300 billion. Ethereum is worth one and a half times $300 billion. 450 billion. Bitcoin's worth three times 300 billion, 900 billion. And the entire cryptocurrency market is worth six to seven, eight times more than it was a year and a half ago, guys. If you're worried about Bitcoin not moving up, and if you're in doubt, Zoom out. With that said, we need to read some super chats. We got yeah, a, we bunch have a, of a bunch of super chats. Oh, so. and by the way, the number I was looking for earlier is not 480 million. It's not 48 billion. It is 4.8 billion. I was right. I was on both sides of it. There's 4.8 billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, which is a very sizable fraction of its entire market capitalization moving into a liquid supply right now. That tells us that the people are bullish. Hmm. All right, we got some big ones. TZ donated a hundred dollars. Dang, thank you, Ted. Uh, saying uh, Merry Christmas at Crypto Jeb team. Thank you for your knowledge and TA. I have a long way to go, but I wouldn't have gotten this far. And he clarified. Aww. He says with you, but he meant without you. He he prefaced that. So TZ, we know. Thank what you, you meant. so much, Ted. Uh, yeah, yeah. His name's Ted, by the way. We've met him. Ted is Ted's awesome. Ted's a good guy. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Army Piper said. Oh, well, Army Piper has been a member for two months now as a Jedi Master. Uh, said Ooh. that. That token I asked you to look at, look into VPAD just launched, and some people bought the market at fifteen hundred. It is down to one thirty four, one dollar and thirty four. Like I'm, I don't know if it, she meant fifteen dollars. Do we know? I don't know that much about VPAD. Did VPAD at one point was it fifteen? It says fifteen hundred dollars, and it's now down to one thirty four. I don't v- know if it meant fifteen dollars, not fifteen hundred. V launch? I have not. I VPAD. V P A D. Yeah, but I can't find anything called VPAD. Although the ticker references V launch. I don't know. I've, do you know anything on that, Kelly? Would it be Meta VPAD? Is that it? 
Well, I've just pulled it up on coin stats to just getting an overview on the chart. And it would, even when I click on all, it just, it doesn't show anything except for price action, uh, where it is now. So I, if it launched at $1,500 and it's down now, I'd call that a rug pull if there ever was. Yeah. One. That sounds like a rug pull. If, if that's that the case, sounds like a rug pull. maybe we're misreading the numbers uh, from the super chat. Yeah. Unfortunately, Army Piper, if you want to clarify that, uh, you can put that in chat and just tag myself in that. Uh, Cody Whitlock said, can you tell us about ADAX? You mentioned it and that you would purchase it on Twitter. I did say that, and I got busy yesterday and I didn't get to, but I am I am purchasing it today. I apologize. I did say I was going to buy yesterday. And by the way, it kind of sucks because it's up like 15% since yesterday when I was supposed to buy it. So I'm planning on buying it today. I got busy. We have a lot of yeah. planning going into the new year, but I am planning Jeez, on buying Jeff, it. You actually do things. You don't just do a show in the morning. Yeah, it's almost chill. like I have a company to run yeah, as well as the show. Gosh. <laughs> I know. It's almost like I have work to do oh like we have goodness. a we have a tim i and the rest of the leadership team have two four-hour meetings today yep. and tomorrow it's gonna be fun yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be very fun uh so wv native so west virginia native so shout out to Snake, virginia one of his kin uh ct2a grad and it has been life-changing hope you could give me your opinion on getting all your erc20s copied on this ethereum fork coming pulse change a uh, post chain sorry thanks um, I'm not sure what he's asking, to be honest with you. <sighs> Getting all your ESA, ERC-20s copied on this ETH fork coming. So Pulse Chain, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm know not really sure. What, I'm not really sure what he's getting at there. I'm sorry. I thought, Do you know what he's saying? Kelly, do you, I, you maybe I, I mean, there's so many coins to keep track of now. I thought that I know Pulse, I thought right. Pulse, I thought Pulse was related to uh, Richard Hart's Hex project. I thought he was doing... Is like it? A, I don't know. Uh, maybe, uh, I yeah, met Richard Hart. Not a, not a question I know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mike Markle donated saying, just want to shout out Smay and wish the team a Merry Christmas Aww. and Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas to you, too. And shout out to Smay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do we have time for a couple more? Yeah, we have time for a couple All right. more. We're okay. Well, we had multiple ones from Duramax. I want to shout those out. Doing the ADA. Uh, and I saw yeah, 88 with Dolphins. Ada Gang. Yeah. Uh, so that's all they want to say. We talked about ADA. Ada Gang. I, Ada gang. I love it. Uh, let's see here. We had a donation from, and I don't see any comment beneath it, but Damien... Uh, okay, so Zuki Whisks, uh, um, it's a different, you know, there's there's dots over the Z. It's clearly a different language, uh, but he also put in parentheses Captain Freedom. So uh, thank you so much, Captain Freedom. Um, Shout out. Smiles with about 147 S's said <laughs> ADAX went up to 105 yesterday. Good call, boys. Yeah, it went up to one, it went up to 105, 105 or 145. That's what it said. One of, I'm not looking at the price right now. but I am, pl man, I wish I'd have bought more of that yesterday. Yeah. Dang it. They did a... Uh, yeah, they, they it's like maybe four or five hours after we did our stream. Uh, they I was wondering why the price was. I mean, it was running. And I looked. They they had a tweet out that I, they announced that they did their they're doing their full testnet launch on uh, on the twenty fourth. So it's just hmm. been really driving price. Huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. It's it's going to be an interesting couple of days for that project. That's why I'm wanting to get into it pretty quickly here. You we got, got time for more? a couple more. Okay. Yeah. Heartland uh, Heartland Oki said, "Fine, if I must, please look at <laughs> metadams.io." that aims to be the largest metaverse on Cardano. They just finished the second round of Prime huh. Beavis. I don't know. Beavis. That, I, I, you would think I'm saying this wrong, but there's just no other way to pronounce it than Beavis. NFT, uh, NFTs. Well, I will look at that. The uh, um, If anything that... See, here's the deal. With Cardano launching... Um, 
was it the Plutus back end? Is that what I'm trying to think of? With all the updates coming to Cardano, there's a lot of things that are trying to be built on Cardano that aren't quite there yet because Cardano's not ready for them. Eight uh, um, Axe is one of them. Once a lot of these things get built on Cardano, number one, it's going to cause Cardano to rally a lot because it's the infrastructure it's all built on. But number two, everything built on Cardano, whatever the number one in each sector is, NFT, DEX, um, blockchain gaming, you know, all of those different areas of expertise on the Cardano blockchain, they're all going to be very, very successful. And I'm really looking forward to that. We'll, t- we'll take one more and then we'll read the rest of them here. Yeah. And then we're going to jump into Ethereum. Let's see. Um, James Riddle, I think, is the one I'm going to do. James Riddle said, thoughts on Ponyo, newer coin that has games and NFTs coming out and also donated 800000 to Coral Reefs in Florida. Oh, cool. Shout out to them. That's Thank you cool. so much for that. The Coral Reefs need some help down here. Uh, I've never heard of it, guys. I apologize. Um, let me read a chat here really quickly just because I thought it was funny and it'll play. It'll lead us into Ethereum. Uh, Press O'Neill said, you guys talked about ADAX yesterday and wonder why the price had a run up. Lol, come on, man. We literally said in the stream yesterday, the reason that I'm telling you about this before I buy it is because I don't want any kind of like, I don't want to make, I do not in any way, shape or form want to make gains off of potentially rallying the price. I don't think we had anything to do with that personally because it was already starting to run before we started the stream, but we are cognizant of that and we never want to profit off of, you know, knowing that we're going to talk about that. That's not what we do. That is unintegral. That's not how we operate. So just want to make that crystal clear. We clarified that yesterday because it is a small cap and we do have a decent sized community and we could theoretically move the price. We don't want to do that. But I do also want to bring you any opportunities that I see. With that said, let's go ahead and take a look at Ethereum here and we're going to do some technical analysis on it. Ethereum is in a remarkably interesting position right now, and I'll tell you why. It had a downtrend that it broke bullish above yesterday, and right now we're coming back down and testing it, backtesting it as support. And just in the last four hours, there's been a very large lower shadow. You guys may have noticed Ethereum dropped down to 39.39, and it bounced and rallied up to where it is right now, around four grand. And we were also in a symmetrical triangle pattern, which we kind of broke bullish out of. Here's the issue. I have witnessed so many symmetrical triangle patterns on Ethereum break bullish and then fall right back over and break bearish. It happens and it happens and it happens and it happens a lot. And uh, it could happen here on Ethereum, but I personally think that we need to make sure that uh, we, we need to pay attention to whether or not it is going to be able to sustain this or if Ethereum is going to be able to, uh, if it's going to, you know, fall over and continue to the downside. I want to see a more confident break than this, and it is also going to be following whatever Bitcoin does. So keep in mind that Ethereum is kind of beholden to the direction that Bitcoin sets. Bitcoin does, like it or not, have over 40% market dominance. So it is the one in charge of the overall market tr- uh, tr- direction and trend. But just as we talked about on Bitcoin, there is a rounding bottom going on here. That generally tells us that the that the strength of the market is shifting away from the bears into the hands of the bulls. And also, this is another one that I just noticed. This isn't even in our, our planning document, but I just noticed this. This right here is one of those uh, technical uh, chart formations that you don't see a lot. Uh, this is called a diamond pattern, and a lot of times diamond patterns play out. Honestly, I haven't seen one in so long. I don't even remember the breakout characteristics of them, but normally I think that they will break out generally in the same direction as the market went into that. Kelly, do you remember that? Have you have you ever done any TA on diamond patterns? Because I see it right there. Yeah, I believe diamond patterns are t- tended t- more, like more often than night are a uh, uh, reversal. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah they're reversal. That's interesting because I haven't, like diamond, I said, I haven't seen one di- in a while. Diamond bottom trading pattern. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so what we see right here is that there was a small downtrend that started in the beginning of this, so maybe the way that you would want to read this pattern is um, 
that we're moving to the downside from 4,900 bucks. We moved down into it at $4,000. And you might say that this is a kind of a bottoming pattern reversal here. It's in a weird position because typically when you see something like this, you will see it either very clearly at the top of a market or very clearly at the bottom of a market. It's not one that I have seen in a very long time. And it's very interesting having to pull back on our toolbox and our toolkit and say, oh yeah, I haven't seen that pattern in six months. Yeah. What does that mean? It's always nice when you have a resource you can go back to <clears throat> CT2A. But anyway, if we keep moving here, the next thing you need to know is that it needs to stay above this downtrending level of resistance. And I personally think that it will. But let's go out to the daily chart and look at some of our indicators and take a look at what they're saying. One of the first things I want to show you here has to do with the MACD. As you guys know, Bitcoin has had a bullish MACD cross, and we're about to see the same thing happen on Ethereum. Here's another perspective for you to think about. Remember how I said you want to look at the market from as many different angles as possible. One of the things that you can do to get a good idea of what the market is doing is you can look at what Bitcoin and Ethereum are both doing, because Bitcoin is dad and Ethereum is mom to the rest of the cryptocurrency market. They've got 65% market dominance combined. So when both of them are moving in the same direction, when there's convergence, what you would say convergence between those two projects, then you have even more confidence of what the market is doing. And at the moment, we are seeing that there is a large uptrend forming, and we are seeing that the uh, MACD has crossed bullish, and we are seeing that uh, we're moving in the same direction as Bitcoin, but we're just a little bit behind it. So we're pretty happy with that. Taking a look here at the RSI, the RSI is very neutral right now, but it has uh, broken bullish above this downtrending level of resistance, but only slightly. We're kind of struggling here, to be honest with you guys. Bitcoin right now looks to be the one taking the dominance because Ethereum is technically doing breakouts, but you know, if you ever have to say, well, it's technically breaking out or, well, it's technically not illegal or, well, it's technically the right thing to do, then you might want to rethink it. So I think that Ethereum right now is following Bitcoin just because it kind of has to. That's just the way it works. But I really am not seeing a lot of confidence coming out of Ethereum, even with that said. Now, one of the other things I want to mention is the VPVR here on Ethereum. There is a point of control right now on VPVR, just looking at the last, you know, six, seven months. And our, the last couple of months, that point of control sits right here at our local level of $4,000. As you guys know, 4K is a very important level for Ethereum. It's a big even, and we're currently testing it, and we're trying to get above it. As we saw on Bitcoin, we're already above the point of control. The point of control is at 47.5. On Ethereum, that's not quite the case. We're not quite there yet, and we do need to get above it. Let me see if I can pull up the chart that I was on. I think I was on Coinbase. But yeah, anyway, we're right there below that resistance at $4,000. We're waiting for a confident break to the upside in the same way we are on Bitcoin. So I'm going to give you a little bit more TA on Ethereum, but for the sake of time, we're going to keep moving here and uh, go through it pretty quickly. Here's the point, and I want to wrap all this up, and then we're going to read some super chats and go into a period of discussion. Bitcoin is waiting for a break above $50,000. If that occurs, Luxalgo is going to have confirmed buy signals and we're going to go into an uptrend. I'm not going to go into it. I'm just going to tell you, like I said, for the sake of time, the exact same thing is present on the four hourly chart for Ethereum. And both of these markets are basically just looking for like a two to 3% movement to the upside. And if they can get that, number one, a lot of people in short positions are going to get liquidated or they're going to exit their trades and you're going to see buying pressure come back from that. And then volume will increase, which will lead to people being confident in the uptrend. And then people that have been sitting on their hands for the last couple of weeks are going to come in and buy Bitcoin because a lot of people did sell into stable coins back when Bitcoin was at $60,000 plus. If we can see Ethereum go to $42,000, $4,300, if we can see Bitcoin go to fifty dollars to $53,000, that, in my opinion, will be pretty much confirmation that we're going into a major uptrend. With that said, though, we're going to keep moving on here, and we're going to briefly look at Luna, and we're briefly going to look at XRP. We're going to move through these pretty quickly as well, though. We've talked about Luna relatively recently, but here's the deal on Luna, guys. 
If you guys don't know what Luna is, it is a cryptocurrency that is uh, very, very interesting. This project is attempting to make something called algorithmic stablecoins. So basically, the issue with stablecoins right now, we're talking your USDTs, your USDCs, many of these stablecoins, is that they have to be centralized because to maintain the price of the stablecoin at $1, you have to adjust the supply, and you can only do that from a centralized point of view. But what Luna is doing is it's setting up something called an algorithmic stablecoin, which people have said for a very long time is impossible, but they're doing it where uh, there, there are market incentives with the people in the market to trade the stablecoin back and forth to arbitrage it and keep it at $1. So it's a very interesting project here. It is probably the future of stablecoins, to be honest with you. The Terra Luna project is probably going to be one of the last stablecoins to get attacked because of its decentralized nature. And if it does, it's probably also going to be one of the most resilient, at least in my opinion. So Luna is a great project, I think, and I am thinking about buying some of it, although I do want to do some more research on it before I do that. But I did just want to give you a brief rundown on that. As far as the technicals are concerned, though, guys, Luna over Tether US dollars has been in a massive rising wedge for a very long time and is broken bullish. Now, this is interesting. Why has it broken bullish? Well, let's back up. Remember what this is. This is a stablecoin project. So a lot of the value here is coming from people being interested in Luna because they're interested in stablecoins. So I think it actually makes sense for this. Uh, and I actually want to ask Kelly his opinion on this. I think it actually makes sense for Luna to be a bit of a hedge against the rest of the market because it is tied to stablecoin projects. Kelly, would you say that, um, that uh, a project like Luna, which has a crypto currency that can actually move up in price, but also is tied to projects like stablecoins. Do you think something like a Luna is going to do very well during downtrends in Bitcoin and crypto because people are moving into stablecoins? Do you see an inverse correlation there? I'm not sure if it'll be fully inverse correlation, but I definitely think, uh, and we mentioned this the other day on the show, with the fact that the the way their UST, uh, the main stablecoin that they use, and uh, Terra being essentially like the asset that's backing these coins, and they burn they burn the the Luna coin every time that they need to mint more of their stablecoins. So I do think as regulations come in on all the other stablecoins, on you know various government re- regulations come in uh, geopolitically, I think there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of money moving into. To, uh, the Terra Luna ecosystem, and as that happens, it also will burn uh, and drive up the tokenomics for for that for that project. So I don't know if it's going to be a direct correlation in this next bear market, but I do think uh, in terms of you know midterm, long term play, uh, multi year, I think it's an incredible project. To, to, I'm definitely to thinking get about getting some because stable coins are going to be a huge part of the way the crypto advances in the future. But I've told you guys this for years. Literally, I've been saying this since 2018. When the regulators come, they're going to come for two things mainly. They're going to come for private coins and they're going to come for stable coins. They're going to come for privacy coins because the argument is going to be that you can use them for money laundering, which to be honest with you is a valid argument. And number two, the stable coins are going to come for them because the whole point of stable coins was to not be transacting back and forth in US dollars. It's kind of a loophole, the whole idea of a stable coin. So you just kind of have to realize that the regulators, when they do come and they will, they're not going to like the privacy coins. They're not going to like the stable coins. But the good news is Terra Luna is attempting to at least be algorithmic and more decentralized, so it should, in theory at least, have a little bit more hardening against any kind of regulatory oversight, and it probably will be one of the last that they come after. With that said, let's go ahead and look here briefly at XRP, and then we're going to check in with the chat. XRP right now, the main thing I want to tell you guys is that this market looks to me like what Bitcoin is going to look like in about a week. We broke a downtrend. Guess what we did on Bitcoin? We broke a downtrend, or we're trying to break the downtrend. Just take a look at this, guys. I think that we are seeing the same thing happen on XRP that's about to happen on Bitcoin. I'm just switching back and forth between them. You can see on XRP, we were in this, we weren't in a falling wedge in this case. We were in a symmetrical triangle pattern. We broke bullish out of it, came back, back tested, and rallied. I think that we're about to see the same thing happen here on uh, XRP that we saw happen on Bitcoin. 
As far as XRP itself, I think that XRP is likely going to have um, a little bit of a hard time rallying here if we do go into another big uptrend, just because I think a lot of people are going to be interested in things like Luna and things like Cardano. And yes, XRP does have a strong community. And yes, uh, Ripple is doing a lot of big things. I believe it was, I think it was Cambodia that uh, Ripple is working with them to make a, 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 national, a national stable coin. There's something like that going on. There's a lot of things going on here. But here's the problem. XRP is still... To this day, I remember when it hit all-time high, it is still 200% rally away from hitting all-time high. If we look at where it is right now at 95 cents, it would have to rally 250% just to get back to its all-time high. I remember when it hit $3.30 and I was in high school and my dad's like, oh, you should buy some of that. And I'm like, dad, no, uh-uh, no, that is overextended. I've been in crypto for two months or for four months and I realized that. It still isn't back there. I personally think that XRP is going to do well, but I also think you're going to get a better deal elsewhere in the market. With that said, let's go ahead and take a look at the chat. But before we do, I want to throw it to Kelly and get his take on a few things. What you got for us, Kelly? Oh, I just wanted to make a correction uh, after looking deeper into the, the super chat earlier about the V-Launch V-Pad. Uh, as soon as I pulled it up, I, it completely jogged my memory. And I just wanted to make sure that people know I wasn't saying that that project is a rug pull. I was saying that if it was listed at $1,500 and went down to a dollar, that would be a rug pull. But when I looked into it, it's actually one of the, it's a token that uh, MM Crypto yeah. and all those uh, oh, okay. you know, allowing people to, to invest, yeah, the everyday person to invest in tier one projects. But so yeah, correction on that one. I just want to make sure I wasn't trashing Yeah, no, I'm looking over, I went over to CoinGecko to look at it and it looks, the highest price CoinGecko listed at is a dollar. 25 and it's at you know 81 cents that's that's not a rug pull so i i don't and know they, i don't want to i don't want to make any acu accusations about anything yeah, and it did just launch too there's yeah. obviously going to be volatility there and you'll notice that if you look at any pro almost any coin especially in the last uh i mean really any of the altcoins you'll see large when they launch they'll have super large pumps at the beginning yep. and then a lot of people get, get scared because that uh, excitement dies off and the price yep. action comes down dramatically that's how it always happens yeah, so i mean that happened with the coinbase that. ipo it happened with bitcoin cash i learned a lesson in that one and it it, it happens with a lot of things like that but let's go ahead and read some super chats we got a bunch of them to catch up on thank you guys we, so we much for your support let's see here uh blah, blah, blah. bitcoinologist said i would love to a comprehensive list of ta tools to get slash use with both free and paid ta tools you all use thanks definitely the best crypto channel on youtube well since you asked we actually do have that for you it's called the cryptocurrency technical analysis academy it's linked down below we have nearly 20 videos on the 20 biggest technical indicators that we use uh we also have about 15 videos i want to say on strategy on how to use them. We have all the introductory videos. I teach you how to use uh, TradingView because it can be kind of a complicated software. I show you how to use CoinMarketCap. If you want to learn how to do the technical analysis that we do, you can check the course down below. It's called the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, and you can sign up for it down below. We have a full 30-day money-back refund guarantee. Go through it. Say, ah, I don't like this. Talk to us, and we can maybe potentially work something out with you because, as I said, we do have a 30-day money-back refund guarantee if you haven't started more than 30% of the content because I don't think it would be fair for you to go through and watch everything and then get a refund. But the point is, if you want to learn technical analysis, the link is down below for that, and we have a lot of happy customers. By the way, something really cool on CT2A, we actually have Google reviews for it now. If you type in CT2A into Google, you will find that there are 40... Uh, let me show this really quickly. There are 58 Google reviews, and... Almost every single one of them is a five star. We have 58 reviews at a 4.9 star. That's that's really great. So go check out some of those reviews if you want to see if it is worth your time. Anyway, let's go ahead and continue. Reading some <coughs> yeah, we got one from uh, MT2M Games saying, "Will Bitcoin bear market?" Okay, he said "will" in here twice. Will Bitcoin bear market be blamed? I'm going to skip the other will. Be blamed for the also coming economic crisis. Uh, he put in parentheses inflation, curse of the Wuhan riots to tank the stock market in 2022. <sighs> 
if people try and blame Bitcoin for the impending economic catastrophe, then you understand why Bitcoin was created. Wait, did the, it say that or did it say, will the bear market be blamed? Read it again. Will Bitcoin? Be, okay, I'm going to read the words that were said, and it might make it less less uh, helpful. Will Bitcoin bear market will be blamed for also coming economic crisis? So maybe he's saying Bitcoin bear market will be blamed for also incoming. You can't really crisis. tell if he's saying will the bear market be blamed on the economic crisis. Yeah, I don't know if he's asking if he's saying it is. Okay, well, people will blame the bear market on a lot of things, but if people try and blame the economic drop that we're going to see in the next couple of years on Bitcoin, they're ridiculous, and then that just proves why we need Bitcoin. Yeah. Yes, Bitcoin does respond bond to traditional markets. I mean, when we saw oil drop really hard at the beginning of last year, that had an impact on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not in a closed system anymore. It's not in a bubble. When it was younger, it was because it just didn't have as many ties to the outside world. Now it very much is. Those traditional markets, if they have a massive drop, it is going to impact Bitcoin. But by the way, it's also just going to validate the reason that Bitcoin was created in the first place because our traditional financial systems are backwards. They don't have your best interest at heart and you are beholden to them in a way that you shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, we have another one from uh, Captain Freedom saying, thank you for your excellent work, guys. Greeting from the Crypto Academy, Poland. Hey, there we go. Uh, Shout out. Thank you so much. We have here. Appreciate uh, you, Damien. <laughs> High Def said, uh, will Tim's beard go back to being a metal band during the bull market? Happy holidays to the Crypto Metal band? Team. I don't know. Uh, your beard's a metal band? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, He's got Led Zeppelin on his beard. Go back to being in a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. We'll see. Well. You know, uh, going through some others, I don't even know what I really think about this one. Robbie G said, I had a dream. This is a weird dream. I had a dream that Jeb, Jeb was the pastor of my church. Let's just say the sermon was shorter than Crypto Espresso. God bless y'all. I don't know. I don't even know what that really means. Like I don't, I, I don't know what that yeah, means. But, uh, you know. I'm not thank really sure what donation. that's going for. Yeah, Crypto Vantage <laughs> said, thank uh, you. Crypto Vantage said, what are we getting for Crypto Christmas? What are we getting for Crypto Christmas? Crypto gains. I think that we are going to see some bullishness in the next week. Um, and I also think that it, I mean, it could take longer than a week. It could happen in the new year. But I think you're going to see some uptrends happening right around Christmas, which is going to be nice. Because uh, when you're sitting at the dinner table, you know, eating your Christmas turkey or whatever, um, people do that, right? We normally have turkey at Christmas. That's a thing. Yeah, whenever you're having your dinner at Christmas, you will be able to talk a little bit about Bitcoin. And then instead of saying, oh, yeah, I know it just dropped 40%, but no, trust me, it's really good, uh, you'll be able to say, okay, it's up 5%. Cool. Maybe we can get a little bit of uh, excitement. Mm. With that said, how many uh, – do we have more Super Chats? We have three more, wow. I think. Um, let me see. Chris said you guys should take a look into XDC. Is an ISO – 222 coin. I don't know. 20022 coin under the radar. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dex chain. That's one that I will uh, keep in the back pocket of me. I haven't looked at that. Uh, uh, yeah. Two more. Sen, Sen Piken said, I bought a lot of Rune at $11. What are your thoughts? Wait, what's his name? Sen Piken. Sen Piken? Sen Piken. That's a cool name. What's my thoughts of what? He bought Rune at $11. Rune. What are your thoughts? I don't have any thoughts on that one for yeah. you, buddy. Sorry. Last one. Uh, we already talked about this. So Nam89 donated. Uh, I'm not going to read it. We already talked about the uh, VPAD and stuff. He's commenting on that and, and crypto and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and leave that one as yeah. as that. We uh, we discussed that one. Well, That's thank, all we got. Super well, thank you guys so much for those super chats. There's been a lot of them today. I really, really appreciate that. Let's go ahead and jump into a discussion here. Tim, let me ask you this. Where do you think Bitcoin will be in three years? Because I've been in the market for four and a half years. I've seen what three years looks like. I can I have a feeling about where we're going to be in three years. But where do you think we're going to be in three years, buddy? I, I don't know if I can give the exact number of what I think the price is going to be because who knows in three years. 
you know, there's a chance we only go through one bear market within that time. There's a chance we go through three of them, you know? Uh, so that's going to be a, or none of them that, or not. I mean, I, I, I would doubt in three years we don't go through any bear market. It might not be a very know, strong bear market, but yeah, I, I knew you were, um, I, I don't know, but I have seen on the show one. before and I'm going to hold to this. I do think the price and the adoption of Bitcoin being used more frequently, now, whether Bitcoin itself, whether Satoshi's themselves ever become currency, um, is a good question. Some people think no, but the fact is it is currently in El Salvador. But whether that yeah. becomes the mainstream or not, I do think the adoption and usage of Bitcoin backed uh, money will come a lot sooner than we think. Is that three years? Probably not. But at the same time, what are, look at all the things that have happened this year that if you would ask me three years ago, Tim, will Bitcoin get to uh, 69,000? A lot of people would have said, oh, no, that's too soon for that. You know, uh, Bitcoin is going to move. Crypto is going to move a lot faster than people expect. And because of that, I actually think it's really hard to nail down and try to make. I think anything that we actually said will be way outdone. Yeah. So that's, well, what that's do you my think take. the market? Well, really, what do you think the market like is going to look like as far as the space? What kind of how developed are we going to be? How much how how common is Bitcoin going to be talked about in the mainstream? Is it going to be well, taught in school? Like, <laughs> I want to hear what it's going to look well, like. Referencing back to something we talked about earlier this week, I don't remember which day, but that thing that uh, Kelly posted on Twitter of you know back in 2010. Oh, that's just what like was it hackers use, and then it, and then it became yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. what video gamers use. Oh, that's just what small banks or businesses do, and now it's like oh, that's just what uh, big. That's using. just what small countries use. So next year, it's going to be that's just what the average investor uses. And then the year after that, it's going to be that's what the average American uses or the average you know first world country uses. Three years from now, it could be, I have oh, right that's, that's what everyone this. uses. You know? yep. That is the new backing of that. Is what the is the, one what is the saying that everybody attributes to Gandhi? And Gandhi probably didn't say this because everybody gives everything to Gandhi. What, what It was like a... Uh, First they first they ignore you, then they then they laugh at you, then they attack you, then they're with you or something. Uh, that that's that's basically what we're seeing happen right now in Bitcoin. We're in the then they attack you phase at the moment. That's what we're looking at. Yep. Because everybody's trying to say, oh, Bitcoin's a scam. Oh, Bitcoin's gonna go to zero. No, it's not. If it was going to, you think it wouldn't have done that when Mt. Gox was hacked? You think it wouldn't have done that when BitConnect went down? You think that wouldn't have happened when Bitcoin dropped eighty five percent from twenty thousand dollars? You think that wouldn't have happened during the March crash last year? If Bitcoin was going to die, it would have done it by now, guys. Fast don't last thirteen years. Yeah. What kind of fa- I, I'm not old enough to really remember 13 years ago. What was popular 13 years ago? Heelys? Like, where are those? You know, like fidget spinners were a thing three years ago and they're gone. You know, we have two of them in the office because we've got a boomer on staff. But, you know, the fact is fads don't last that long, guys. Bitcoin is not a fad. It's the future. There's a difference. Yeah. No, I, it's uh, the last thing I'll, I'll say about that is uh, uh I'm, I'm going to focus a lot more on this next year and thinking before I go to the future. But it is one of those things when you think about the haters, the haters used to say, you'll never make money in that. Now yep. the haters are saying, you're going to lose all your money you just made from that. What they're acknowledging is, oh, crap, you just made a lot of money in Bitcoin and crypto, but I want to still be a hater. So I want to try to hurt you any way I can. We've talked about it before with families, like how many of you have uncles, cousins, aunts, un- you know, whatever, that tell you, oh, you need to get out of there. You're going to ruin all your money. How do you handle that? Yep. Uh, th- their, their attacks of you are changing day in, day in and day out. And some of them are going to start slipping into, hey, uh, remember when we talked about Bitcoin? Can uh, I, how do like I set up a Can I a buy wallet? some of that? Can I set up yeah. a wallet? Because I don't want to miss out. That, that's so, what You're going to have that happen. I guarantee you. It's happened to me many times. Yep. I know many people, they're like, ah, that's a scam. Ha, Jeb, you're a cryptocurrency YouTuber. And it went from 20000 to 3000 And they said it much more politely than that. But that's what they were thinking. I have conversations <laughs> like that, too. Guys, I've been there. Um, and it's really funny watching them come back two years later and say, can I buy some Bitcoin? Can you help me shut up a Coinbase wallet? So yeah. you're going to have that happen.
Yeah. Go for it, Kelly. That, that or if you have that, that uncle or aunt or even friend that is completely against it early on and then they, they basically see the error of their ways and they get, they, they get into it because it's such an incredibly powerful, you know, incre- it's, to me it's one of the most powerful technological, uh, technological revolutions that we've had. I mean, even more so than, than the Industrial Revolution because this is just exponentially impactful. On, on well, all- there's a lot of people that are saying that this is the fourth Industrial Revolution, the third being the yeah. birth of of computers and the internet and then the two before that. No, but the, the, you know, the, they'll be so resistance again, uh, resistant against it. And then once they get into it, they come in, uh, and we, I do this myself sometimes too, but they jump in and they're, they're so excited about it. They, they'll come in and all of a sudden know everything. It's like, yo, pump your brakes a little bit, yep. learn, always stay a student and always ask, you know, figure out how you can learn more. Don't, don't jump in. I've been in this five years and tell me that I need to move my Bitcoin into Shiba. Pump your brakes. Yeah, for real. No, that's what, guys, we have six core values here. I'm not going to go through all of them, but the most important core value we have here is humility because if you don't have humility and you let your ego and your pride run you, then you are not going to go anywhere. I can guarantee you that much. You might say, well, I know this guy who's super prideful and he's super successful. Yeah, but nobody wants to do business with him. He's not going to have any friends come from the past. And by the way, he's probably going to get wrecked because he doesn't want to learn anything. He probably got lucky. He probably didn't build that the right way. Humility is one of the best attributes that you can possibly have. With that said, guys, that's what we got for you for today's show. I I think we did a great question that was just asked in chat. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Amazing for you to Closes out with cool. David Family has a British flag right next to his name. Said, "Why there are too many different opinions about Bitcoin? Who should I trust?" You should trust. That's a very good question. Let me think about how I want to word that. There are too many different opinions about Bitcoin. Who should I trust? You know, this is something that is very interesting to me because. Let me, um, let me back it up to a concept. There is uh, th- this concept in Christianity of false teachers. And there's this, this concept of this guy's a false teacher, this guy's a false teacher, this guy's a false teacher, this guy's a false teacher. I would much rather look for, and you'll see where I'm going with this, I promise you, this is all gonna connect back. I would much rather look for false teaching than false teachers, why? Well, I know the word of God, and I know that if I, wa- if I watch what somebody's saying and they're contradicting the word of God, then, they're, then what they're teaching is false. But in a way, we're all false teachers because we've all taught something that's incorrect. So I think it's much more helpful to look for false teaching than it is to look for false teachers. How does that play into Bitcoin? Well, if you understand the fundamentals of Bitcoin, if you understand the technicals of Bitcoin, the on-chain of Bitcoin, the fundamentals of Bitcoin, the the future of Bitcoin, the reason that it's valuable, then that's kind of like understanding the word. And you can cross-reference what somebody is teaching against the word, which is the truth. What is the truth of Bitcoin? Bitcoin was built to bring about digital scarcity using decentralization to protect anybody using it from powers that be that might try and uh, have power over you and control you. That's what Bitcoin was made for. You can look at the price. You can look at the technicals and say, based on your knowledge of what the market is doing, this is where I think it's going to go. And I have a good reason to believe that. You can look at the on-chain and say, based on this, this is where I believe we're going to go. You can look at the fundamentals and say, okay, we're growing. We're doing well. This is what the truth is. But you know what it all comes back to? It all comes back to you having an understanding of the market because if you're having to ask, who should I trust, then what you're implicitly saying, with all due respect, because we've all done this, I'm not attacking. I'm just letting you know that I think this might be the way you're thinking and we might want to move in a different direction. If you're saying, who should I trust, then what you're implicitly saying, at least I think, is who should I follow? Who should I follow? Or who should I listen to? I would much rather you listen to somebody than blindly follow somebody. Because if you're saying, who should I trust? Well, frankly, you shouldn't trust anybody if you're looking at it that way. Because you should only be listening to people and letting it come through a filter in your mind of your own knowledge. So here's my answer to that. Wrapping everything I just set up into a bow. 
Who should you trust? You should trust the facts. But to trust the facts, you need to study the facts and you need to understand the facts. And you also need to have your own guiding philosophy that's going to lead you through your journey in cryptocurrency. You need to think for yourself. That's the point I'm making here. You shouldn't just trust Jeb or you shouldn't just trust Tim. I'm not saying you shouldn't trust as, as far as our integrity, but don't take everything we say as gospel because we've been wrong before and we'll be wrong again. We're not perfect people. There's not one on, alive on earth today, but there will be in the future. The fact of the matter is everybody's going to make mistakes. So you shouldn't blindly trust anyone. You shouldn't you know, have trust. You should hopefully have your trust earned from certain people. Hopefully we've earned your trust as far as our integrity and hopefully we've earned your trust as far as our reliability and our skill sets and our knowledge, but we're going to be wrong from time to time. So the best thing that I can tell you to do is the same thing my dad always told me, never let somebody else do your thinking for you. That's what I would say to that. Yeah. What would you say to that, Tim? Uh, You just eloquently said a lot of stuff that I was like, oh gosh, that is a perfect advice. What I, what I say in the the whole purpose of this channel and, and then we'll close out is, uh, we said in the beginning, the purpose of why we are here is not to teach you what to think, teach you how to think. I love what Jeb said. Look for things that are false based on the facts. How do you know the facts? You've done their own research. So whether you listen to research we've done or anyone else has done, go do research for yourself. Examine people's reasons why they came to what their opinions are and then form your own opinion. Don't trust anyone but yourself, but make sure you are doing your research and you surround yourself with people that are trustworthy uh, in terms of giving you all the sources to go do that research yourself. Kitty Cush said, uh, when you add church camp with coding camp, you yeah, get jab. Yep. That's pretty funny. <laughs> do we have any other super chats? Kelly dropped one. Yeah, Kelly just dropped one. Uh, let's see. Kelly said, <clears throat> wow, that, my throat's getting all locked up. Trust the data. Here are the people's opinions to help point out areas you may you may have oh, you may have overlooked. I think the R just slipped in there, or are not aware of. So learn and expand your knowledge and tune your decisions. Absolutely, guys. Yeah. Well, hopefully this was a show that brought you a lot of value. We want to bring you the highest quality educational and informational content every single day here on Crypto YouTube, teaching you not what to think but how to think. Because answering the question earlier, what's the answer to that question? The whole point of this show is the answer to this question, not teaching you what to think. Don't blindly trust us but teaching you how to think, come to us and say, okay, Jeb thinks this, but I also have expertise in cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. because I've worked in it for a year and I also have studied it. So I think X, Y, and Z, but at least I heard his opinion. That's what we want you guys to do with this show because we want you to be financially free. Why? Because I believe that financial freedom is is not the only part, but a major part of what is going to help you live a purpose-driven life. And I believe that's God-given. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. Also make sure to sign up for CT2A and Lux Algo down below. Two of the best tools that I can offer you for your technical analysis. One's educational, one's a a technical indicator, and they're both phenomenal. Check out the links for those in the description box down below. Also, make sure to hit that like button if you haven't already. Let's see if we can't get to 2,000 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Thank you guys so very much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.